Hello, everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. My name is Prabhat, uh, founder at Online Seller UK. And we've been doing this series of podcasts to help uh, online sellers, Amazon sellers, uh, to bring in new news and any uh, any uh, any new things that's going on with Amazon and e-commerce in general. So today I've got Andy from Global E-commerce Expert, and uh, we'll be talking about any new things happening in the last few weeks so or last few days so so to say. So Andy, welcome to our podcast. Hey, Prabhat, thank you very much for having me. Much appreciated. Um, I'm glad uh, that we managed to make this happen. Um, I think, I, 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 in all honesty, everyone, I, I let Prabhat down a couple of weeks ago. We were so busy in doing some things internally that um, it just completely got out of my um, grasp. So uh, I'm glad we've managed to make this happen. I'm, uh, I'm pleased to see um, you, what you're doing and, and everything else. So it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you, Andy. So let's uh, let's start with your introduction first, Andy. So uh, tell us who you are, what you do. That'll be good. So my name is Andy Hooper. I'm the CEO at Global E-Commerce Experts. We successfully expand e-commerce brands into Europe. Now, before Brexit, that was typically US-based sellers expanding into the UK and Europe as a whole. Post-Brexit, what it's meant is because we already knew exactly what was required and we were already doing it for thousands of sellers, we've been able to switch that to re- help UK sellers re-engage with Europe and European sellers re-engage with the UK because everything we was doing before is, is straightforward and simple. And that's in three core areas. So we do logistics. So we do shipping. We do, um, we've got warehouses in the UK and in the Netherlands. And then that's compliance. So we do VAT compliance, we do responsible person, uh, we do labor and product compliance, and then account management. So we can help people run their online accounts and make sure that they're succeeding online. And that's the three core strands. But in essence, we're an umbrella agency that basically gets anyone as a one-stop shop. You know, if you say, I want to go from the UK to Europe, we can do everything under one roof. So whether it be ship your products, do your VAT, make sure your product's compliant, the whole shooting match, including ship your products to an Amazon FC or a have you uh, you fulfilled from the Netherlands SL. Um, so fully self-sufficient. Excellent. So let's uh, go into the news. So what sort of news you have for us this week? Well, I'm going to do two. One, one, and I've got two great little ones, but I think what I want to start with is that the co-op, which is you know, a, a, a sort of a decent household name here in the UK, is now starting to sell their groceries on Amazon. And I think that this opens a really interesting uh, door, gateway. I, I don't know about you, but you, I see and hear from a lot of brands who say, oh, well, Amazon isn't really for us as a brand, it's for. Um, or, oh, well, it's too difficult for us to do because we don't have anyone in-house that does this. Uh, so to hear that co-op are now going to be doing their groceries on there, like whilst this is food, and obviously Amazon is really pushing food right now, you know, I think that it, it gives a bigger, broader picture to the Amazon piece. I don't know what you, what you think about it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting change that we are seeing. Um, I think Morrison's already selling through uh, Amazon, aren't they, yeah. with the groceries? So uh, it looks like if, if somebody else is introduced, they are just increasing their uh, product debt, I would have thought, uh, trying to get more customers. Um, 
And unlike what I, happened with uh, with tie up with uh, is it Deliveroo? I think this week. Yeah. So um, and bringing you know free delivery to all the uh, all the Amazon Prime customers with with coordination with delivery. It's it's a, it's a game changing again. Well, I think. Um, that's really it, isn't it? That game-changing piece where, you know, where come lockdown, we we're all doing a Sainsbury's and our Tesco order and we couldn't get it or whatever. And yeah. we all switched to Amazon. Well, Amazon wasn't really doing food as such. Well, yeah. as a prime customer, all of a sudden you can do all of your food. It'd be really interesting to see from a, because the co-op and Morrison's and people like that don't have fans. Well, they don't need fans. They can use yeah. Amazon's fans. Exactly. It's genius. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think it's going to, I, I wouldn't say risk to a supermarket, but oh. it's certainly they are going to take a chunk of a pie, as they say, uh, in the grocery market. Um, so it, that is interesting. That is interesting. So I think your message is for everyone or whoever who's thinking that maybe it's not for us, maybe perhaps start thinking about it. Totally. I mean, you know, if, if co-op Morrison's, and a whole load of others can switch their model and say, well, we don't do deliveries and then go, well, hang on. How, how could we do that differently? Now, in all honesty, I don't think that the typical Amazon driver, and I know, excuse me, the most of them aren't Amazon drivers, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. they're not going to take the same care and attention to as what your Sainsbury's or your Tesco's man's going to do or lady's going to take when they deliver the goods. I think there's a whole piece there. Yeah, I think from a business point of view, and lots of people probably listening to this are business owners, yeah. that ability to switch, twist, or look what they're currently doing and how they can adapt in a fast-moving world, I actually think is 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 the clever piece. You know, yeah. yes, brands should be looking at switching to Amazon or whatever. I get that, but from a business owner point of view, that's where I think it's genius, um, and and. How many other opportunities are we as business owners missing out on because we're not thinking like that? You know, how can I twist what I'm doing to get to a new market? Or you, oh, well, I can't do that because it's impossible because I can't have a fleet of vans. Well, yeah. Morrison's and you, they can't, they haven't got a fleet of vans. Okay. All right. Well, check Amazon's do it. I mean, genius. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's let's keep watching this space and see what happens. So, um, yeah, what's next, Andy? So the next one is something that's um, starting to come out over the next couple of weeks. Now, there's something called the EPR, which is the Environment Prevention Regulations, 2016. So it's been out a while. Uh, and what it basically means is, is that it's end-of-life care for your products. So if you are selling stuff online or in in the world, then what you need to be doing is making sure that your, your products, packaging and everything around it is, is sort of able to be recycled or has a way of being reused into the ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. Now it's been around for five years. No one's done absolute anything with it. And 
Amazon in the last two weeks has started sending emails out saying, you now need to send us your number, your registration number, which is what you need uh, about your product to show us what you're doing for EPR. So what are you doing? Where's your registration number? And that comes in with Amazon in January next year. So I don't know what you're hearing about that. Have you heard much about it? No, not much, but I've got to say, I've, I've seen a lot of products uh, not lately, but it's been some time saying environmental place. So on the product details on Amazon, they, they put clearly uh, what sort of packaging they have uh, and how they are going to save the environment. Um, like you said, it's been there for a while. Nobody's done anything, but it perhaps Amazon in the background has been working along, uh, along their product basis and incurring some of the brands. I've seen some of the brands who sell to Amazon have got that pace already uh, on, on Amazon. So, yeah. so um, yeah, interesting area again. And it's it's changing these things every now and then. And it's sometimes, you know, I've got to be honest, uh, I hear people saying it's a headache sometimes because every week there is something going on with Amazon. <laughs> so... Um, there's a new regulation all the time and and keeping up with these regulations is really difficult and yeah. actually increase the costs all the time. You know, of course, you know, of course, as soon as you start thinking about this, what you need is someone to be responsible for that somewhere to destroy, recycle, have a process and a system in place to make that happen. And of mm-hmm. course, as soon as you start talking about those things, there's a cost somewhere for someone to do those things. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, anything we can do to support sellers, you know, we are actively solving that solution now. It's okay. something that we are, you know, we already have a responsible person service for sellers need responsible person, authorized rep, things like that in different countries, food business operators. So we already do that, but this will be just an add on to that. So you know, if people are already mm. using our services, some of those things, the cost is going to be negligible. Um, if you're new to us, then you, it's a whole package. Um, but I think that you know, for sellers, anything we can do to try and keep the cost to a minimum is the absolute critical part. And, you know, being aware of these things that are coming, you know, we've got until January to make this happen, you know, so we've got to make sure we're, you sellers, you're, you're up front and ready for it, basically. Sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think let's, uh, let's try and wrap up now if we can. So, um, I think that those are the two good things we've talked about. Um, if you could tell us briefly on uh, what you typically do, you mentioned that you are uh, you, you're linking up with Europe and so on. So is there any recent cases you want to talk about that uh, people have come in, joined you and have benefited from your services? Yeah, I think where people are really benefiting right now is linking our services up. So, you know, whether it's, you know, you you bring a container in from China, we'll organize the container, we'll do the cut, we'll bring the container into one of our warehouses, could be one to each warehouse, you know, that it comes into our warehouse, you haven't got to worry about all of that, because it's all one provider, you know, we've got your VAT solved, so you haven't got to worry about your import your VAT, your, your, all of that information is being coordinated by our VAT teams, our accounting teams. And then, of course, within storing that and shipping that on, you know, with our account management or whatever else. And I think that you know, people constantly say to us, they've said this for years, oh, it's yeah. too difficult because there's too many pieces when you're going selling to Europe. Well, 
you know, we solved all those pieces. The great thing for us is all those people were based in the States beforehand. Well, now they're all based in the UK because everyone in the UK is now like, ah, oh, it's too difficult to do Europe. I can't do that anymore. Um, and an interesting stat, we, we work um, very closely with one of the largest marketplaces that we've already discussed. And the figures they've got is 80% of small shipments reduction going to Germany. So if you can just fathom 80% reduction in small parcels going from the UK into Germany, that's the loss currently yes. for UK sellers. So my guess is that 80% of the people listening to this are have probably stopped selling in Europe because of the issues. Well, there aren't any issues and it may seem it's really tough and really difficult, but I can assure you we've helped thousands of sellers from the States and Asia typically do that over the last number of years. We're well positioned to make that happen. Um, yeah. One, it, all you have to do is look at our webinars, our podcasts, our videos, all of the information's there. Obviously, we'd love to support you, but all of the information's there. So go fill your boots. You know, if you're a podcast listener, go listen to the podcast. If you prefer YouTube, go do that. Like whatever it is, the content's there. Like we, we're telling you how to do it. Um, obviously, if you want someone to do it for you, we're, we're here. But the reality is the information's out there as well. Excellent. I think um, you've, you've said it right. A lot of people have actually paused. Yeah. You know, paused um, shipping or selling to Europe. So um, it, it's a good encouragement you've given, I think, today. So for people who are thinking about restarting selling on Europe and things like that. So, right, yo. So uh, lastly, where shall we contact you, Andy, if we need some help? Uh, very straightforward. If you Google global e-commerce experts, uh, will come up. Uh, if you go to all the usual social media channels uh, and, and put in global e-commerce experts, we'll be there. Or if you want to head to LinkedIn and go to Andy Hooper, you can always contact me direct and then I can feed you into the right channels. Uh, as simple as that. Uh, but global e-commerce experts, that's us. And we're here to successfully expand sellers into Europe. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time, Andy. All the best. No problem. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes.